What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. Today I think this is gonna be an incredibly helpful video because I'm going to show you what you need to do every day to start building a stronger lower back. And right away, bells probably go off in your head saying, every day for your low back? That's probably not a good idea for your low back. There's a reason why it is, because you don't do the same thing every day, but there's one thing that's missing from most people's training, and that is any concentrically focused lower back work. And what I mean by that is you need to take a muscle through its range of motion and strengthen it through its range of motion and not just rely on isometrics. Isometrics alone don't do it. And when we do a lot of our bigger lifts, isometrics are most of all what's happening here. So deadlifts, right? A lot of guys will say deadlifts should do it all, right? We can cover our entire low back needs because of deadlifting. I agree in a way, but not for most people. Why? Because they're not deadlifting heavy enough. So when we do a deadlift, which should be a staple of everybody's training, and it should occur on a weekly basis, you should be doing your deadlifts at least once a week. What you want to see is a properly uh, performed deadlift, you basically get in this position here ready for your initial pull, and your low back is, is in, a, in, is in the, uh, a certain position. What it should be in is it should be protecting your, your lumbar spine. So you should have a slight arch there. But when we pull up, we're using our legs to get off the ground. Okay, we're stabilizing, we're getting tight up top, we're using that straight arm scapular strength to get into this position here. And as we pull, we're using our legs. Now from this position here, this is hip drive. Okay, this is coming from the glutes. From here, drive through extension. If you start lifting your low back from there, first of all, your legs lag. They're not going and driving the movement. They're lagging behind. But secondly, you are loading your spine in a way that this lift was never intended to be in the first place and putting more stress on your spine that way. So what you're looking at is more of an isometric hold of the lumbar spine throughout the lift. There's a little bit of concentric shortening that happens from the very top. Not talking about overextending. I'm talking about just at the very top. So a portion of the weight that you're lifting here is going towards the concentric shortening of the lumbar paraspinals. However, it's not a high amount. Let's call it even 10% to throw an arbitrary number on it. Very little. So unless you're deadlifting, say, 500 pounds, you're not getting enough weight here applied to the lumbar spine applied to those paraspinals to help to strengthen them. Again, if you're doing that, that's a good start, but it's not enough because it's not frequent enough. You're not gonna be deadlifting every day. So we need some other options. So what we do is we have some other options. We have a kettlebell swing. It's a great conditioning exercise. One of the best ways to condition, and it also helps us to build not just stamina, but endurance in our lumbar paraspinals. But again, for the same idea, we're basically coming down, right, hip hiking, and then as we come through, it's an extension through the glutes, okay? I'm not lifting here with my back, okay? I'm not coming down with my legs and lifting with my back. That's not a swing. A swing is a hinge and a hinge through. Hinge and then back through. So the same thing is happening here in that we're not getting this active concentric shortening here, but more of a stability that we're holding. And we're getting, again, a small percentage that gets carried over, but now with, let's say, an 80-pound kettlebell, you're even using far less than you were over here. So the trade-off is volume. Your volume would have to be higher here. Thank God it does fit in well as a conditioning exercise that will allow you to program it for higher times and volume. But again, that works in as an option that could fall onto your conditioning days. Okay, so we've got our heavy deadlifts occurring on, let's say, a pull day or a leg day or a back day. What we've got, uh, these filling in the gaps. Now, some people would say, what about the good morning, Jeff? You've talked about the good morning before. Is that a good option? Are you getting any more concentric shortening there? 
there's a big problem with the good morning, guys. Not the exercise itself, but that most bodies aren't capable of doing it properly. I, for one, am not capable of doing it properly, so I don't do it. What you do is you get in position here, and you have to hinge, okay? Because we got to try to keep this bar, like with a deadlift, as close to our center of gravity as possible. So what most people do is they start leaning forward this way. All that distance now between my center of gravity, which is my hips, and this bar, which is out in front of my body, places an enormous amount of stress on your low back. Most of us, we can't handle. So you need to be able to have a great hip hinge to sit backwards as we drive down. And then we come up out of that. Now, what happens here, because the low, bar, the low back has to be into this slightly arched position here, and we go back and sit back, you need to have tremendous hamstring flexibility, which is where my limitation is. I can't get any further here without allowing myself to run, just roll forward and then create some damage. So that is not one of the best exercises. We move on though to the other option. So the other option is one of my favorites. This is a hyperextension and it gets a bad title because it's not a hyperextension if it's done properly. And this is what you can work in more on your push days in addition to your leg day. So you're filling in the gaps to build out a more comprehensive volume for your low back. So you get into the a position here on the glute ham. And what we're looking at is going into a flexed position here, okay? Allowing my low back to flex. People say these are no good. Don't ever extend with, if you have, let's say, stenosis in your low back. That's horrible advice. This actually opens you up. And because we're going to do what I'm going to say next, it doesn't place additional stress on the low back because we're not going from here to a hyperextended position. You never do this on this exercise. That is creating too much narrowing of the space here in your low back, which is something you don't want. What you do is you go from a flexed position to neutral. That is extending. That is concentrically shortening these muscles where they don't get this opportunity to do this at any other point. This is your opportunity. This is your best time to be able to do this and use your deadlifting to complement this, to create the ultimate plan for having a more stable and strong low back. You do your hyperextension without the hyper part, just to extension and down. And what's cool about this is we can load it with a plate. I talked about building up a 500 pound deadlift, let's say 50 pounds of concentric uh, action there. Now we've got 35 pounds up and down, up, down, and up. Okay, so we've got that option. We could also take weights, as I've shown before, down, up, and then even at the top here, row. Get the spine to work together at all levels. Up, row, up, row. It will light you up like a Christmas tree, but it's what you need. You haven't done enough of this. You've been throwing away the opportunity to concentrically shorten the lumbar paraspinals. The last thing you can do, because you're not always lifting weights, the days that we're even just off and doing our corrective exercises, the low-key stuff. Get on the ground, bridging. Get to a high position here. When I go to bridge, don't just push through the heels. If we're trying to work our low back a little bit more, you can see we're posterior rotating right now. We have our low back inflection. We're going to drive into extension with the low back and down into extension with the low back. The nice thing here is you're getting your glutes to work with you. So they're complementing the entire posterior chain extension like that. You do a set or two just to continue to keep 
the activity and the awakening, you know, the awakening the muscles in the low back that haven't been used for so long. You have another option here too, just with the Superman's hands down, legs down, lift up, hold, in through the low back, through the glutes, and down, up, hold for a couple seconds, and down. Again, a couple sets on those non-training days, more is corrective, and you put it all together, you've got a game plan that allows your muscles in your low back to actually be used, maybe for the first time in a long time, and to be trained completely, not just isometrically, but now adding some concentric forces and stresses to complete their development and to help to take the stress off of your low back right now. So guys, I hope you find the video helpful. If you're looking for a program that maps out different opportunities of when the best time to do this at each stage and then what the volume should be, we work them all into our training approach because I believe when you train like an athlete, you can't afford to overlook things like this. We work them all in. All of our programs are available over at athletics.com. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know if when you start to incorporate these, they really start to help your low back pain go away and your low back pain and your low back itself to feel a lot stronger. If you haven't already, guys, make sure you subscribe, turn on your notifications so you never miss a new video when we publish it. And I'll be back here in just a couple days with more videos for you. See ya.